position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite. The deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 292 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Sunday, the 31st of May at uh, 3.11, p.m. Pacific Coast Time, Left Coast Coast for the most. That would make it for our sequel friends, 2020, 05, 31, 15, 1200 hours. Uh, crack Engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Uh, poor Ivor. Iowa got some uh, undeserved attention this week uh, when Shadow Glare, evidently in a fit of damn near apoplectic fucking self-destructive boredom, went back and did a lot of listening to old episodes. But yeah, no, Ivor is still undead. Um, what's that? I- oh, whiskey. That's right. Good call. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're fired, Ivor. Mm. You are fired. Okay, so we have um, a lot of episode to get to this week. <laughs> I don't know if it's good, but we have a lot of it. Um, let's get straight to our top stories. First of all, um, this is not a it's not a correction. It's just an update. There we go. That's a better way of saying it. Uh, Unfortunately, Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, I can't get it to work anymore. It worked fine. I have fucking video of it on Twitch of me playing it on Linux from like a month ago. Um, worked totally fine. I can't seem to replicate. Uh, I I only I, I only uh, fucked around with it for like you know, thirty minutes uh, earlier this week. I I can't make it run the way it used to um, when it worked no matter what combination of uh, Proton, MF install, MF install cab um, I just can't get it to run, although infuriatingly enough I did actually get it to run um, for a brief second, and I can't remember the I wasn't writing down the combinations of shit I was doing but then it, it, it 
it went to black again. Uh, all I get now is a just a straight up black screen. I don't know. I will investigate further and uh, go back and, and I'll go back and listen to the episode where uh, I think in the show notes I, I describe exactly what um, what combination of shit I was running to get it to work again. But uh, yeah, so apologies to uh, I, I gifted it to a bunch of friends when it went on sale last week. Um, hold on to that license. Don't return it because uh, it will work. I mean, it does. I it, I have seen it work. Um, it's a big pain in the ass, though. I don't know what has changed. Uh, because it can't be anything in the game, I don't think, because it's so old. I mean, it's like 15 fucking years old or whatever. So it's not like they're pushing updates to it constantly. But, um, something, 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 words, 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 fail. Um, but yeah, hang on to those licenses because it will. It will work again. The South will rise again. I hope not. Jesus Christ. We'll get to that shit later on. Uh, second and finally in our top stories, um, I continue to ravenously play cards. Uh, the World War II card collecting game. I have 71 hours logged in it. I play about two hours every single fucking night. That's crazy. I mean, no, I've only been playing now for what, like three weeks? Anyway, one update about cards that I wanted to share with everyone. The game just gets better and 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 better. Um, I now have like four unbelievable decks. Uh, and as intimated in our full review of it last week, you don't need to really buy anything to play cards. And so to test out that theory this week, uh, right after I pushed out that episode last week, um, I uh, spent uh, half my gold to take it down to 90. And then two days ago, in preparation for doing this week's episode, and by the way, it costs 10 gold to uh, buy a deck, either the base set or the alliance set. And you need both. Um, but, uh, or you can just spend cash. You can spend, you know, like anywhere. You can spend like two dollars for one deck, or you could spend ten dollars for uh, seven decks, um, or you can just buy them with gold. And so I wanted to see. I didn't want to see because I knew this for a fact, but I wanted to prove it to myself. So I took it down to ninety. I got back up by two days ago. Um, or wait, no, I can't. Fuck. I think I had 200 gold right after I did the episode last week. I went down to 150. That was like four days ago. And then I sold off two days ago. I sold off all of my gold. I bought all, I bought 15 decks of cards or something like that. Um, just to see how long it took to replenish it. I have like 30 gold already. And that was uh, la- that was actually last, that was yesterday afternoon when I sold off all my gold. I have like 30 gold. I, have, I could buy three decks right now if I wanted to. And that's one of the cool things about the game is that um, I mean, that's a lot of fucking cards, by the way. Um, yeah, unless you're really into um building the super rare cards using uh, resources from recycled cards, you don't really need that many decks, you know, you don't I could totally see not having to spend a fucking dime on cards and uh, I I looked at their roadmap for uh, because it's a living document, they constantly, well not constantly, you know, every couple months they Change the roadmap, and they did a huge, major overhaul, evidently, on the roadmap. Um, but in the process of learning about all the features that they're rolling out, uh, I became aware of something really interesting. They have a Cards World Championship, which uh, members of the Officers Club from April through uh, six months following April. So it's like a seven-month thing. You can qualify. By the way, uh, that was. Um, in the full review, I couldn't remember what it was called, but when you get, when you, 
win enough battles with one of the major power with with any one of the major powers as your principal power um so soviets uh uh us britain germany japan um every victory you get a star and there are like five ranks there each rank is cuz there's like five stars and there's like five ranks if you get through all five ranks and you, if you if you lose you lose a star so you can you know get demoted too which is great um but if you get through all five ranks you get to field marshal and field marshal is permanent you can't get demoted anymore if you get field marshal in three of the major powers you join the officers club automatically i don't know what that looks like or what it does um but i do know now that members of the officers club are basically automatically entered into like the preliminary it's a big complicated bracket fucking system it has like all of these separate phases for the tournament but i'm if i'm still playing i hope that maybe i could you know qualify or something i will be probably watching the um if if you know if i can keep on top of it i will i would absolutely watch uh, the Cards World Championship for 2020, if we're all alive, if any of us are still alive, at least in America. The game's made out of... Uh, the game is published um, from a small independent developer out in Iceland. Um, and they got to shit down, man. Like, these are good devs. Mm. And it's a fucking fair and honest game and pricing model for this type of game. And like I said, every, hour by hour, it only gets better as I get better, as my opponents get better, as my deck gets, my decks get more finely tuned, I have this deck that I call the Ice Dagger deck, because it's built around these four shitty little units, and then but they all have, uh, Smokescreen and Blitz, uh I know they have Fury no, they, they all have Smokescreen and Blitz and they look like shit, they're like one and three, one attack, three defense um, but it's all about getting them to the front line, at which point all of my other cards in that deck are designed to buff those four cards in the hope that one of them will become a super monster. So, like, um, all my, you know, all of my other units basically give either plus one, plus one, or plus one defense to any unit I want. Um, all of my orders are uh, buffing the front line or uh, repairing and plus one and plus one uh, the units, um, and the reason I call it the ice dagger is because these shitty little tanks, uh, get in the front line and they do one damage and they only have three health. By the, th- by the fourth turn, uh, there's a good chance that one of them will be something monstrous like 10 and 11 and sitting in front of your headquarters. So, counter accordingly. Um, and, and so it's really fun. It's a high risk. Oh, and the, the reason it's called the ice dagger is you, you don't even, the opponents don't even realize how they died. Um, cause it's so fast when one of these fuckers, cause it basically it's exponential, you know, plus one plus two, um, on a shitty unit like that gives it two and two and five to attack and five defense. Then if you have USACE, which I have four of, those cards cost zero to play and they are plus one plus one on any unit. So let's say I have two of those. So now instead of two and five, it's four and seven. Then I have uh, in that same deck, I have uh, uh, Coldstream Guard, I think it's Coldstream Guards who drop Every time they deploy, they drop a uh, naval support, which when it costs two credits to play, but when played on a card, you can play them on the enemies too, which is crazy. I didn't know that until last night. Um, so we have our so we got our guy with four and seven naval support. When played on that card, makes their attack the same as their defense. So that now they're seven and seven. Okay. But let's tweak the order in which we play these a little bit. So we are at four and seven. Then I play a uh, next next round. I play a two uh, a plus one plus two on front line. Let's say so we're at uh, five and nine. 
Ben, I play the naval support. I'm at nine and nine. That is enough to kill you in three turns. And I've had better results than even that. I've had, I've had like thirteen and thirteen. Um, I've had thirteen, nine, and nine in my front line, which is just instant death unless you have because that's twenty one or twenty two. I just calculate that, so don't make fun of me. My my basic math skills, it's 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 a disorder. It's a brain disorder. It's a real thing. Um, but anyway. So I got some strats going on. I got a great German deck that I've been playing with that's a lot of fun. The Nazis, well, they're not Nazis. They're just fucking German soldiers. They're not the SS. But um, uh, they're really fun to play as. They have so many good, cheap little units and such devastating air power. Really good, high-quality units. So I have a deck where, uh, you know, just like it happened in World War II, where the United States and uh, uh, instead of, uh, instead of uh, the Malta agreement, <laughs> instead of Malta, um, FDR went to, uh, went to Germany like fucking, uh, like, uh, uh, God, Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Chancellor Hitler is a remarkable fellow. <laughs> so yeah, so just like it happened in World War II, uh, the US and Germany in that deck are allied against the world. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it's such a good game, and it's free. Uh, there have been some problems, people have had some problems running it, though, which is very unusual. Um, but uh, Shadow Glare and I played this week, uh, and uh, he was having some connection issues, but even in spite of that, we did we got through four games. He's he's fucking good at the game. So find me on there. Uh, I'm player number two thousand and seven. <coughs> uh, you can find me and friend me, and uh, we'll play. Mm. So Ivor, based him with the new and noteworthy. We got a lot of stuff on this. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Alright, so our new and noteworthy this week consists of one actually legitimately brand new game that is very noteworthy. And then two games that are very much older, but um, uh, in these budget-conscious times, I, you know, and and, and uh, uh, out of, you know, Shadow Glare wasn't the only person who weeks ago was like, man, cover more free games because we're fucking broke out here. I feel ya. Um, we got, so we have two older games that are, one is cheap and the other one's free. Uh, well, quote unquote free. Um, but anyway, so first off, in our new and noteworthy, we have a game that basically combines two things that we don't want to talk or think about in general, at least I don't. Uh, COVID, the outbreak, the video game. It was only a matter of time. COVID, the outbreak, the video game is a real-time strategy game where you uh, play as uh, this country organization public private partnership kind of consortium uh, trying to battle uh, the coronavirus outbreak uh, coronavirus co- coronavirus pandemic I uh, I bought it because you want to talk about a game that you know I'm sure someone was cooking was working uh, I'm sure someone was designing this game before the outbreak uh, and then they just rebranded everything to COVID, the outbreak, the game. Uh, because according to the reviews, which have been generally positive, and the game does run, I did run it, but I, I, I had to turn it off like immediately because, because, you know, I can get that on the news and we'll have more of that later on. But, um, you know, talk about a game that, you know, is of its time and of its moment. COVID, the outbreak, the game is 10% off now from $13 to $12.59 or something like that through June 5th if you wish to avail yourself. Uh, can't get enough of that hot COVID action. Oh, God. We're all going to fucking die. Okay, so now to uh, our free, the free game I promised. World of Warships. 
which I played three rounds of. It's a massively multiplayer online game with in-app purchases and a very convoluted, complex, um, you know, economy of, you know, I don't know how I feel about this game. The game play itself is, seems really basic. Um, like literally like a massively multiplayer online role playing game, but with giant realistic warships during World War II. Um, it's very pretty and it's very free to try. Uh, and they're adding submarines, which is, they're ro- working on rolling it out. If you really want to get into World of Warships, by the way, and I don't know exactly how I feel about this game. I've only played two missions. I won both of them. Um, but it's, it was very, seemed very basic. But it also seemed like it had a lot of potential to be cool. And it's an older MMO, MMORPG. So it's more mature. Like, you know, the, 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 Entire architecture is very developed, but that also means more. It means it's more complicated. It also means that, you know, there's a possibility that you might be handicapped if you're uh, doing PvP or whatever because everyone else has been playing it for so fucking long. Game still looks good though, um, and they're adding submarines, which is exciting. So I did a little bit of research and I found out that if you uh, want to skip ahead of, you know, grinding it out, like, you know, your standard MMORPG with these fucking just endless missions. Um, You can spend 25 bucks to get the starter kit or whatever. They call it, like, the Supreme Advanced, you know, whatever. 25 bucks, that'll get you, you know, a lot of shit, including a premium uh, Japanese boat that you can drive around <laughs> and with a supreme commander and shit like that with a nine point commander and blah 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 and right now they're as they're rolling out the submarines which is what I really how they suckered me into it and they did that yesterday I think um, they have this convoluted system of tickets that get you tokens and one in seven of them will get you a 21 day free sub rental and blah 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 who knows the depths of the fucking bizarre MMORPG free to play model uh, pay as you go until you're enslaved and out you know $300 kind of madness that they have going on in the game but uh yeah cause just it's hard to get true sounding as they would say in Civil War times uh from such a uh, cursory thing but uh yeah, it's out there and it runs. It runs well on Linux and matchmaking works and uh, stuff. Now, next game, uh, last on our new noteworthy, is a very old game from 2005. It's called Silent Hunter 3. And this is one of the best, widely regarded as one of the best World War II um, su- submarine simulations uh, ever made. It's v- incredibly realistic. Um, all the dials are in fucking German. Yeah, super fun. Uh, the graphics are, you know, serviceable because you're in a fucking submarine. That's basically all you see. Um, and that in a pixelated map. Um, which I was pleased that they even offered that as a reference because otherwise, like, it would suck to have to go... I think it would be cooler to have to go to, like, a chart rack or whatever. But it's basically... Um, it's cool. I've I've crashed two submarines. I, I've, I've reefed two submarines. Because you can't see what the fuck. Um, there's a tour. I, I went through the f- first third of the first chapter of the first tutorial. There are like six major chapters, and then the Naval Academy exams where you demonstrate your ability to uh, perform the functions uh, essential to each chapter in a final exam for each section of. The thing, so they, they really walk you through it. Unfortunately, that there is no like help system. So when you're actually in the game, you have to know what you're doing, which is actually really cool. It happens in real time. So if you're like if, one ping only, Vashley, one ping only, I would like to have a recreational vehicle. I would have liked to have seen Montana. Uh, <laughs> one ping only, Vashley. 
Ah, it reminds me of the heady days of Yuri Gagarin and Sputnik. Let them sing. Um, so if you, if you like me, uh, like submarines a lot, um, cause they're fucking insane, especially in World War II. They're crazy. Hey, we're fucking madness. Yeah, you know what? Sign me up. Put me into, a, yeah, lock me into a little tin coffin with limited air, highly pressurized, filled with explosives. Um, and put me under, blind me, put me in there and make me fight like the entire fucking world, uh, like that. Death charges. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Sign me up for that. It's fucking brilliant. I was telling my mom, yeah, because my mom's a World War II. Oh, it's just a fucking history psycho. Um, but we were talking, we were texting each other about it last night, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty." Yeah, I'm like, I, I can't imagine like how the fuck because they, they were also inventing all of this shit as you, you know, to counter the U boats as they got more and more deadly prior to U.S. entering the war. Uh, and so a lot of the sub-technology is, like, being invented on the fly. And so, like, no one really knows how to use it or what its actual, you know, capabilities are. It's so fucking insane. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, uh, and Silent Hunter 3 is very complicated and very difficult and extraordinarily realistic. It's very cool. Uh, and it is $9.99. That's its full price. It's not on sale right now. Um, but that's Silent Hunter 3. As, uh, as I explore more of the submarine game offerings, one ping only, actually, uh, I will, you know, get back to you later on in subsequent episodes with, uh, how, how well they're doing. I probably, done 20 minutes in Silent Hunter 3 and probably 30 minutes in World of Warships but uh, Silent Hunter 3 is not disappointed in the realism category so far so that brings us to this week's feature which is a review a review of a beautiful game based on with it Ivor in accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, as America uh, begins to tear itself apart uh, in a horrific display of uh, what do you call it? Infiltr- pro- otherwise peaceful protests, legitimate protests um, uh, about the death of uh, George Floyd and all of the other fucking people that the cops keep killing on a fucking weekly basis. Um, and as those protests are infiltrated by five different factions, evidently, ranging from far-right paramilitary uh, guys to, like, race-hatred-based uh, Second Civil War motherfuckers uh, through to German... Pro- uh, to Russian... Uh, Russian-inspired... Um, fucking meme wars uh, brainwashed uh, dick bait fuckwads uh, who loot and burn and kill people seven people were murdered in Louisville this week during one of these protests, no one knows who did it I mean as a mass shooting inside of a protest, inside of a pandemic and meanwhile President Tweedy has been really responsive and you know as we crested 100,000 fucking uh, COVID deaths and as Every every fucking day, we are still going up. We're, and th- this number goes up. The rate of change, day to day. Still, we're getting 20,000 people infected in the U.S. day to day. For every one of those days, you will see 200 to 500 people three weeks from now who will be dying per day. And meanwhile, our deaths per day, on average, is going up uh, for the last week because we're dealing with opening America up, uh, which started about three weeks ago. And so it's just, it's brutal. I mean, the bars are going to be open here in Vegas on uh, this Thursday. I mean, that's just insane. It's not a good idea, and it, it we will have to shut down again, and that will completely destroy the economy, and I don't, I don't know how we're going to... I'm buying a fucking pistol. I hate guns. I'm buying a pistol. That's how fucking worrisome all this is. So you got this uh, fucking absentee president who would kill us all 
and a GOP who backs him, uh, who backs his play, who will kill, uh, who would absolutely kill us all if it gave him five percent and five five more points uh, in the polls. So what does this mean? It means it is time, comrades, friends, and comrades. It is time for some liberation. Yes, Just Cause 3 is our review this week. Cause, and there's been nothing more surreal than losing yourself in a game in which you just fill the fucking civilian streets with massive goddamn explosions. You blow up buildings and fucking murder all of these fucking fascist security forces. Meanwhile, you're watching fucking, like, as, uh, uh, Joe Kimon's wife, Sarah, mentioned to me yesterday, uh, oh my god, car, they're blowing up co- cop cars in downtown Seattle right now, and that's where they live. Um, I, so it's just, it's, it's totally surreal, but at least in this game, you have a sense of agency, and, oh, if might makes right, then, oh boy, you are correctamundo. So, for those of you who don't know, Just Cause 3 is a sequel to, you know, Just Cause 2, which is a sequel to Just Cause, duh. Let me let me waste more of your fucking time. Just Cause franchise centers around uh, Rico Ricardo and his. Uh, he's a freelance. Uh, <laughs> he's a he is a work for free pro bono expert at liberating um, at societal destruction. Liberation, liberation through out with the old and in with the new regime. Uh, type of regime change uh, he has a grappling hook that he can use to uh, get around he can use it to attack too, he can also in this game he can use it to pull objects to other objects at will you just uh, attach tether to one the one thing you want to pull and you attach it to the thing that you want to pull it towards and then that cable is connected and then you pull down the left trigger button and it pulls the one towards the other so you can rip down fucking statues, fucking uh, giant power transformers (laughs) the goal is to liberate all of Medici, viva Medici from uh, the hands of the (laughs) lusty, lustrous uh, very Trump-esque Generalissimo El Presidente Di Ravello, who is a monstrous sociopathic fascist authoritarian madman with a humongous military and uh, total control over every aspect of society and he is a ruthless killer and a monster and he must be destroyed and that's why Rico is there to do it now along the way the other key aspects of Rico's kit are he has a primary gun he has, uh, which is like a, a long gun it could be all different types of long guns he has a special gun, which is like a, an explosive weapon, either like a bazooka laser, tracking there's there's like a hundred weapons in this game there's so many fucking weapons, it's difficult to keep track of their names, because there's so many of them um, or grenade launcher or um a uh, cluster grenade launcher, which is like a mortar shell that is like attacks at range and then explodes and then spreads bomblets everywhere, just like I had designed in IHC. Um, and then they explode in clouds of fucking death and mayhem. Um, and you have a uh, a sidearm, which is always akimbo. So. Uh, one cool thing I found yesterday was a Kimbo Colts, so Kimbo six shooter revolvers, Colt revolvers. So I have twelve rounds. It's awesome. It's fucking great, and they're very accurate. <laughs> Accuracy is not something you really care about in this game. It's more about not how. It's not about how you get there. It's actually getting there is the point. Um, can't have an egg without breaking a few omelets. That's Rico's motto. Um, so you have. Uh, that's just on you at all times, and you have these uh, insanely powerful um, plastic remote detonated explosives that used to be better. I remember them being better than they are in this game. They're kind of nerfed because they won't let you. Uh, you have to like actually physically plant them. So like sometimes you'll have a situation like if you want to use them. I I just generally don't use them. I just use conventional weaponry for the most part. Um, but I had to. I wanted to destroy this uh, giant. Um, 
I'd say 150 foot tall uh, communications tower uh, that has a series of hexagonal catwalks surrounding it uh, roughly every 30 every 50 feet um, along every 30 feet along the top so like four stories of catwalks and that's like at the top Uh, and there's a gap between the catwalks and the actual um, tower and it's this is all coming out of the ocean by the way so I wanted to plant I was out of ammo for some reason so I wanted to plant the plastic explosives on them but because I was like I was literally a foot away I could reach out with my arm if it had been real life and just slap my my remote detonated plastic on the side of the thing and then you know get away and blow it up but it wouldn't let me because you have to be right next to the surface that you're planning it on so that was kind of lame but don't worry about that because there's nothing there is nothing unsatisfying about Just Cause 3 let's put it that way, let's start with that so, on top of you know his fucking walking arsenal of weapons, Rico is able to jack any vehicle that he wants he can do this by just jacking it, by Grand Theft Autoing it walking up to a car and pulling out the driver or he can do it with his grappling hook and tethering ability uh, so any vehicle, no matter how fast it's moving, if you can aim at it, if you can hit it with that grappling hook, you will get sucked onto the vehicle, you'll zoom as you pull in, you'll zoom onto the hood of the vehicle or onto the side if it's a helicopter or a plane or a boat or a jet or a tank onto the top of the tank. Um, and then you can, you know, shoot other things and people while you're riding along on top of this. And you just press Y to jack the ve- the, the driver out of the vehicle and commandeer it for yourself. To switch positions in a vehicle, if it has a turret, um, you uh, hold down the Y button and that will shift you to the other position while the, the vehicle continues without a driver. Um, In helicopters, there is a rudimentary autopilot that kicks in when you are outside of the helicopter because you can actually, because your grappling hook is so powerful, you can actually grapple to the underside of things. So you're upside down on a helicopter firing uh uh uh, grenade launched, bomb dispersal, droplet, fucking hail of death grenades at a uh, military installation going you know, 180, 250 kilometers an hour at, you know, like thousand feet. And uh, you can hop back into the plane, into, into, the, into the helicopter and, you know, use the helicopter's onboard weapons. And you can use the onboard weapons of everything, including jets, tanks. Um, for the memories, anti-artillery, uh, anti-aircraft artillery, um, etc. Now, the other piece of kit that uh, Rico has is, apart from the grappling hook, is his famous parachute, which you can deploy at any time, at a moment's notice, uh, and undeploy at any time and at a moment's notice and then do that again you can like if you just hammer that hammer the a button or whatever uh, you can deploy undeploy undeploy deploy deploy undeploy deploy. it's that fast this is the core well used to be the core mechanic of the game because this combined with your grappling hook means that you can tether and parasail on the backs of hitchhike cars if you want you can just ah oh, sail away without your feet ever touching the ground. You can it, it is basically you can fly, but you can't fly fly. You can only paraglide. Um and along the way you can grapple onto like buildings and stuff and use those as ladders to get more elevation. Uh my longest uh parasail flight was longer than I can even fucking remember. I mean it was long. It was super long. The parasail 
also, they, all of these things, all of the kit that Rico has can be upgraded by completing challenges and by liberating towns, which we'll talk about in a moment, which is the core component of the, the game. That and missions, but missions are even a, are even secondary to um, just liberating towns in Medici. Viva Medici! Salute, comrades! Salute! Um, so, we can parasail we can use any object that is uh, within our field of view to gain vertical lift with the parasail and some speed. Uh, what else could Rico possibly have? Well, in this game, in Just Cause 3, he now has a wingsuit. And the wingsuit is probably my favorite thing in the game. It is very difficult to get the hang of. Uh, but once you do get the hang of the wingsuit, and especially once you get the real upgrade for your uh, for your grappling hook, uh, which allows you when you when you, once you have the real upgrade, it gives you if you hold down the left trigger after you grapple onto something and you start to get pulled towards it, if you hold down the left trigger, it like doubles the speed, so it gives you a huge speed boost and huge altitude boost. Uh, Etc. Oh, by the way, you can also grapple onto the ground without any parachute or wingsuit deployed. If you're, let's say you're falling from like, you know, 500 feet, which is not uncommon, uh, and you want to get to like a mission objective that's immediately below you and you want to get there really fast. Well, so you undeploy your parachute, you pull in your parachute, which happens, takes half a second. Now you're free falling. You aim down when you can grapple on something, you get a special icon. You can grapple on anything, by the way. In fact, you can grapple on so much shit that the one of the hardest things to get the hang of in the game is mastering how to just control all of this equipment uh, with so few buttons. But it's so intuitive that it's almost like a fighting game. Like It's like you learn these combos and stuff. So you undeploy your parachute. Now you're free-falling. Let's say you're at you know 400 feet at that point. You aim down at the thing you want to get to that's immediately below you. Your uh, little uh, target reticule will change into like this weird... Um, it changes into the grapple... You can grapple now thing... And then you can grapple straight down, which will suck you right into the ground immediately. No damage, because that's physics. Um, and then you're right there. So once you master that move and other combinations, I'm going to get back to the wingsuit in a moment. Not only is traveling like effortless, but being a demonic fucking chupacabra of fucking airborne invisible, insane, carnage, ninjutsu, oh my god, we're all gonna die! That, that is what it is to be Rico Ricardo uh, once you master precision grappling moves. Um, so back to the wingsuit. Speaking of precision grappling, especially once you have the real uh, mod, the tricky thing about grappling with the wingsuit is that you have to grapple things that are below you while you're traveling very fast in a in a very it's oriented towards precision control and so it's diff and if you hit the you will face plant you will pull yourself into walls like a fucking idiot all the time the trick is to grapple especially for like flat surfaces because I can grapple through a tunnel in my wingsuit a long tunnel a low long tunnel I can I can grapple in the wingsuit a foot off the ground forever <laughs> I mean it, it's hard to do uh, well it's not hard to do it's hard to get the hang of it but once you get the hang of it it is unbelievable because the wingsuit makes you insanely fast. It's much faster than the parasail uh, or parachute. Um, and it allows you to zoom in very quickly 
to places that in previous games you would just have to undeploy the parachute uh, and then fall while everyone's targeting you and shit. The wingsuit gives you a, a, an aerial advantage if once you have the advantage of height because you can go straight down and you're like a fucking stuka. You're like, Arr! and then you're there, and then you can enjoy talking to uh, the fa- uh, the fascists at the command post. So, what does what what are, what are we doing with all these toys? Well, we are liberating Medici. Viva Medici! And we're doing that one town at a time. Now, to liberate a town, uh, depending on the size of the town, and all the towns are different. Oh, and by the way, the map is fucking outrageously enormous. It is 600 square miles of all original geography with lots of nice little elements lifted from satellite imagery of real places and squares and stuff. And it's all it all gets, you know, used and reused, but every town is a little different and all of it was done by hand. It, you know, for the most part, it's all cleaned up by hand. I imagine there was some sort of procedural generation, but at least behind the um But anyway, it's it's like how I how I used to design uh maps for seven days to die. You know, a lot of it procedural but then with my own um, geography and my own tweaked geography and then my own edited geography and my own edits of the uh, procedural generation, I think that's how they made this game. Um, and they did a fantastic job. The visuals in this game are unbelievable. Um, 600 square miles is a lot. There is no vertical ceiling for helicopters, at least, that I've discovered, um, which is kind of unrealistic, but if you're looking for realism in a game where you can grapple hook and straight into the ground from 300 feet up and not die, then you're looking in the wrong place, my friend. And you're underestimating the charm and qualities of this game entirely. So, to liberate a town consists of various different objectives that, you know, are more or less present in most towns, but some have uh, more uh, special objectives, or not special, but more in varied types of objectives. Sometimes, but generally speaking, you have to destroy everything that has a red stripe on it. This includes water towers, satellite relays, giant SETI satellite dishes, Doppler radar, um, giant pressurized uh, propane tanks the size of city buses um power transformers uh speakers broadcasting propaganda projectors broadcasting propaganda billboards statues of El Presidente Di Ravello the cocksucker the fascist cocksucker um and other types of objectives as well for instance, in most towns, not all towns, but most towns, they have a prison. You have to take over that prison. Take over the prison generally consists of its own little mini objectives, but you can do all of this all at once, all in whatever order you want, generally speaking. Um, and the fun of it and your approach is not, is generally not a stealth fucking, it's not a stealth game. Except for when you need to clear your wanted level to get one type of challenge, one type of objective that appears in some towns, which are these point-to-point um, uh, you have to deactivate, you have to press this button that deactivates like an alarm relay, it's not an alarm it's a, yeah, it's an alarm relay, I think and there's like, you know, at first there's only like three of them and they're on rooftops and you can only start those when you have no wanted level which is fairly easy to do I mean, just fly away um, you know, if you don't have a helicopter, just fucking fly away. Uh, Medici is generally a coastal town. It's it, a, a coastal country consists of like five major islands with like four minor islands that are very far apart. The major islands are pretty close together. Um, but to give you a sense of how far like the sense of scope and scale of this game, uh, it, it took me 10 minutes in a wingsuit to travel from one island to the southernmost island. 10 minutes in a wingsuit. Uh, which is much fast, generally much faster than a helicopter. It's not as fast as a jet, though. Moving on. So it's gorgeous. I mean, the game is gorgeous, and there are all these little details and flourishes and subtle, um, subtle and not so subtle, like, you know, 
beautiful field of purple poppies, beautiful field of uh, sunflowers. Um, and it's watching the way that all the chaos interacts as you blow every the shit out of everything with these fantastic, humongous explosions. The, the second best explosion. These explosions are as good as the best explosions in the world, which are in Mad Max. Um, those explosions are fucking priceless. These explosions are like those, but happen on a much bigger scale, because you're blowing up architectural elements. Guard towers shattered to a billion fucking pieces as the fucking guy on the HMG that you just blew up hurls himself over the edge on fire screaming, ah! And wood sprays everywhere. There's a giant fucking, ah! And then you're getting targeted by artillery and you're grappling, hooking your way, and it all happens so fast. It's happening so fast. Everyone exploded and everything must go. Viva Medici! Um, and that is basically what it's like. And so when you liberate a town, there are a lot of towns. Some of them you have, uh, some of them are obvious. You can look in your map and just look for gray areas. Uh, once you discover a town, uh, it's permanently marked on the map uh, as red until you liberate, at which point it becomes blue. Liberate all the towns in a settlement and you liberate the settlement. Liberate all the settlements in a province and you liberate the province. Now, these are not just towns. These are also gigantic military bases out of like insane Bond villain 101 school. We're talking about 700 foot tall towers that extend from underground catacombs uh, of natural coastal caves that are all like fucking artilleryed up like a motherfucker and there's 58 helicopters and they have all these AA guns and they're just blasting away at you and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of soldiers and you murder them all um, generally speaking, the, the goal is to always work as fast as possible. Uh, I try to work as clean as possible because there are innocent civilians, but the military bases are particularly enjoyable, uh, and fun to blah. Last part of the game that I want to talk about, uh, by the way, Just Cause 3 earns Best Linux Games Podcast highest honor that we can afford. It is worth full price, all price, any price, all day, any day, every day, any year, all years, forever, for all time. Uh, amen. It is that good. It's 20 bucks right now. If you missed it on sale, that sucks for you because it was $3 um, for over 10 days. But, you know, I warned you. Uh, I got in my 20 hours in this game before Friday. I've, I've got uh, 26 hours in the game. I'm a little under, uh, I'd say, I'm a little over a third complete. I'm just under halfway complete with the game the map is enormous though like there are is easily twice as much places left for me to liberate the map is so big that even when you zoom all the way out you still have to scroll the screen it is enormous it's, it's difficult to express the scope and scale of uh, the world um, and then it goes down to the finest details like, you know, when you liberate a town, there's fireworks and then uh, people will dance in the streets, they'll take selfies with you um, Rico all the voice acting and all the missions are fantastic, Rico Rico's character model and his facial rigging and all of the animations, even the ragdoll animations um, and the enemy AI it's all perfect, but uh he, the shape masking on his face was way ahead of its time. It's very advanced, especially for being this huge. There is no limit to the draw distance. So you can take a helicopter all the way up and you'll see the little island that you were on for being at first a little island. Then you'll see the island next to it, which is 50 times bigger. And, you know, maybe three minutes later, you're going up, 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 up. You will see five provinces beneath you. It's amazing. And meanwhile, Rico still has all this advanced shape masking. All the little details are great. The missions are funny. The story is funny. The voice acting is spectacular, especially as Rico. Rico says things when he when he kills people, uh, when he blows stuff up, when he completes missions, when uh, he accidentally kills a civilian. Knows my best work, Um, you know. Blah. And all of this combined with the not just the sense of free will. This game is the complete illusion of free will because you can go anywhere, you can do anything, and 
uh, provided you can survive and blow it up, then you can fucking go there and do it with whatever guns you have. Uh, the rebels who you work for also confer upon you early on a really neat thing that, that's new to me in this game. Uh, the concept of beacons. So, any vehicle that you bring to a garage or that you've unlocked by completing challenges and missions, and there are like three challenges, and there's like three challenges everywhere you go. Every place that you liberate, there's like three challenges. And those can range from uh, suicide bombing runs in ground vehicles, where you have to get the, you know, the vehicle full speed going at the target, and then bail out just before it hits so it blows everything up. To standard street races, to air races, to wingsuit challenges, which are like pilot wings, if you remember that old game for the uh, um, Super Nintendo, I think it was, um, where you have to fly through the rings. Um, to boat races, to kill frenzies, to individual weapon challenges, sniper rifle challenges, destruction challenges, vehicle challenges. How many things can you blow up within a minute and 30 seconds in a helicopter? Um, shit like that. All of which is fucking fun, phenomenal, etc. Each challenge, you can get, you, you are rated, um, on a scale of one gear to five gears. Five gears is very difficult to do. I've only gotten it on one challenge so far yet. I've done more challenges, I think, than Jeff Jeffy Wise. Um, because it's like the most varied form of gameplay. It's the easiest way to upgrade your equipment because that's what you do with gears across seven different categories at least with three different tiers there are upgrades so you do challenges to get the gears to upgrade your shit to make you more deadly make you faster better faster stronger it is awesome it is awesome and then there's the beacons you have um a perishable quantity of beacons you can replenish your beacon supply by going generally to the nearest uh friendly garage that you've captured and there's like a box of beacons there, generally. What do beacons do? Well, at any time in the game, uh, you can go to the uh, the options menu where the map is, go to the, the uh, drop-off page, the beacon supply drop requisition page, and then you get to select one item from every category of everything that you have, including one vehicle, and it will be delivered to you immediately by the Rebels, in a cargo container that explodes with confetti and glitter, and a weapons case containing one of each of the weapons that you ordered, all with full ammo. It is awesome! You want a helicopter? Well, bam! Oh, you have to throw the beacon, too, which is great. They make you throw the beacon. It doesn't just do it automatically. And the reason for that is if you want a helicopter, you need a place for it to take off from. So you need, like, a clear area. You know, you can't just do it, like, um you know, on the side of a mountain or whatever because then the helicopter will just fucking roll away and explode. (laughs) And they'll let you do that. They'll let you fuck up. Total illusion of free will, unbelievable explosions, non-stop action, free form, go anywhere, do whatever the fuck you want. Um, Fantastic weaponry, amazing technical, uh, it's a skill-based game, but it is a fast-paced ultra- super rad skill. It's an orgy of just explosive Fires of Liberation! Amidici! Um, radical badass fucking Super Ninja James Bond. Uh, uh, you know, Fires of Revolution. It is magnificent. And even at 20 bucks, I am 25 hours in it's going to be another 25 hours before I even beat the main campaign, I think. At least. At least. And to liberate everything, it's I'm probably 50 hours away. And that, that, that would probably include completing most challenges. There are literally hundreds of challenges. Um, oh, one final thing. If you're worried about, because it is a skills game, if you're worried about what happens when I die, the game does not give a fuck. When you die, you respawn like fair, very close to wherever it was that you died, but outside of, like if it's, it's if it was a town, you respawn right outside the town. If it was a military base, you respawn right outside the gates, but you know, far enough away so that you're not um, entering a restricted area, which basically means that it goes to full alert and you're at war. Um, everything that you've destroyed or completed is still destroyed and or completed so 
death is no big deal, man. It's like they're, they're just urging you, go, man, and you respawn with full fucking ammo for everything, for all the weapons that you had on you, full health, um, you lose whatever vehicle you had, but that's fine. If you really need to, you can fucking, you know, uh, airdrop off whatever the fuck you want. You want a tank? You need a tank right now? Bam, done. Vive la revolution, salut! Um, it's, it's, it's great. It is a, you can lose, I, last night, I, uh, I was live streaming, I went on for over three and a half hours until my internet quit. I lost total track of time. I was supposed to be in bed. It was only supposed to be an hour-long fucking session. I played for three and a half, almost four hours. Supposed to be 45 minutes. Four hours. I totally, no sense of time. I was exploring railroad tracks and then, but you just liberate, 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 liberate. And the better you get at the, um, at the parasail, the wingsuit, and the grappling hook, the faster and more just unbelievable your capabilities become. Because you can get into and out of anything lightning fast, and then you're just, bam! All of a sudden, you're, you know, parasailing over the ocean, and, like, there's a big red blood moon, and you go on and on over these islands, and you go down into these canyons, and you're, you know, it's just, it's, and then, bam! You're right on top of the the enemy, ultimate carnage, and screen-filling explosions everywhere, and you're just fucking mowing down these fascist motherfuckers. It, it's, it's fantastic. Enjoy it. Stay safe and sane, though, and if you have a curfew in your area, please obey it, and if you, if you are protesting, keep your fucking wits about you, man, and be careful, and wear a mask. Um, there's still a fucking pandemic, and this whole thing is just gonna rip us apart. So, yeah. Go get Just Cause 3. In a weird way, it takes your mind off of what it is you're doing in the game. And that's happening in real life all around us. Can't recommend... And just there's at least 100 hours of gameplay in this game. It's easily. Um, So it's, it's a fucking deal. That's, you know... That that's that's five hours per dollar, or that's, or no, so what? It's twenty bucks. Yeah, it's five hours per dollar. So, viva la revolución! I will see you next week. Cheers! Thanks for listening. Bye bye. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and I'm putting together a special team, and I need me Two. soldiers. Two Jewish American soldiers. We're gonna be dropped into France, dressed as civilians. Once we're in enemy territory, as a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing Nazis. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I sure as hell didn't come down from the goddamn Smoky Mountains, cross 5,000 miles of water, find my way through half of Sicily, and jump out of a fucking aeroplane to teach the Nazis lessons in humanity. Nazi ain't got no humanity. They're the foot soldiers of a Jew-hating, mass-murdering maniac, and they need to be destroyed. That's why any and every some bitch we find wearing a Nazi uniform, they're gonna die. Now, I'm the direct descendant of the mountain man Jim Bridger. That means I got a little engine in me. And our battle plan will be that of an Apache resistance. We will be cruel to the Germans. And through our cruelty, they will know who we are. And they will find the evidence of our cruelty in the disemboweled, dismembered, and disfigured bodies of their brothers we leave behind us. And the German won't be able to help themselves. But imagine the cruelty their brothers endured at our hands, and our boot heels, and the edge of our knives. And the German will be sickened by us. And the German will talk about us. And the German will fear us. And when the German closes their eyes at night and they're tortured by their subconscious for the evil they have done, it will be with thoughts of us that they are tortured with. Sound good? Yes, sir! That's what I like to hear. But I got a word of warning for all you would-be warriors. When you join my command, you take on debit. A debit you owe me, personally. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. 
and I want my scalps. And all y'all will get me 100 Nazi scalps taken from the heads of 100 dead Nazis. Or you will die trying. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.